Welcome, market participants, to another Three Things in Credit. I'm Van Hesser, Chief Strategist at KBRA. Each week, we bring you three things impacting credit markets that we think you should know about. It's Halloween weekend. We've got plenty of treats. Let us know what you think. Don't be shy. All right, let's get started. This week, our three things are, one, uncertainty reigns. We gathered some of the most experienced and credentialed observers of financial markets this week in our webinar, and amid financial conditions that are nearly ideal, we found plenty to be concerned about. Two, General Electric's ongoing multi-year restructuring is a particularly useful case study of an industrial in search of solidifying an investment-grade story. We'll catch up on the latest. And three, malaise. Jimmy Carter lost his re-election under the weight of consumer malaise. It's a cautionary tale for investors today. All right, let's dig a bit deeper. In a word, uncertainty reigns. So we hosted a webinar yesterday built around trying to make sense of the numerous cross currents running through financial markets. In a nutshell, the common thread running through our seven highly experienced, highly credentialed market observers participating in our webinar was uncertainty. Think of it as a game of tug of war, where on one side is a U.S. economy forecast to grow at twice the Fed's longer term estimate in 2022, where household net worth is at an all-time high and up 21% from year-end 2019, where unemployment is expected to push down through 4% a year from now, and where corporate earnings are strong. While on the other side, is a 100-year pandemic still wreaking economic havoc on supply chains and sentiment, uncomfortable levels of inflation, slack in the labor market, decelerating economic growth around the world, and dysfunctional politics. But here's the thing. Risk markets, stocks, and credit are priced for perfection. While there were calls among our panelists for don't fight the tape, or more appropriately in this case, the Fed, there was overall a more cautionary tone. There was a sense that risk and reward are out of alignment in credit, with only a grudging nod towards, well, it beats the alternatives. Risks cropped up in our discussions all over the place. In addition to those I just mentioned, add China's remarkable mid-air adjustment to its economy and way of life, the rickety front end of the bond market, degradation of terms and structure in high yield, and growth in unregulated financial services. So you have a lot of uncertainty around just how soft the landing of the U.S. and global economies will be as accommodation wears off, around how the ultimate cost of that relief manifests itself, the unintended consequences. And finally, uncertainty around what the next normal looks like. As many of our panelists noted, risks are to the downside. All right, on to our second thing, navigating supply chain issues with GE. Recall that we've been tracking the progress of GE's ongoing multi-year restructuring with an eye toward how the company intends to balance stakeholder interests, manage global supply chain issues, and navigate the energy transition. GE is a great case study all to itself. So the company reported Q3 earnings this past week, and the highlights are a healthy earnings beat, an adjusted 57 cents a share versus the estimate of 43 cents on a 1% drop in revenues, but better than expected cost control, where expenses were down 7%. 
There was industrial margin expansion and continued progress on deleveraging. Within the improvement are headwinds, including supply chain disruptions in many of its business lines, especially healthcare. Management expects that pressure to continue at least into the first half of 2022. CEO Larry Culp characterized it as, quote, playing whack-a-mole. By business, by commodity, by geography, it just seems like every day there's new news to battle with, unquote. By the way, that's a real-world example of the uncertainty we just talked about. Now, GE's role in the energy transition, which interestingly, it is a major player on both sides, old power and renewables, and both sides are challenged. Together, the units, which represent just under half the industrial segment's revenue, essentially broke even in Q3. The company took down its full year 2021 revenue expectation to flat from guidance of low single-digit growth. There is a definite sense that the operational challenge is moving productivity initiatives up the priority list, and GE is not an outlier in that regard. The challenging operating environment is demanding improvement and creative workarounds, and the best companies are delivering on that challenge. GE aspires to be in that group. And finally, on financial risk, Despite the ultra-low rate environment, GE remains committed to deleveraging. Its 2023 goal of two and a half times net debt will get a big boost November 1st as the disposition of its aircraft leasing business closes. What we pulled out of the GE story is that this is a challenging environment that is pushing management to aggressively go after costs, not just by cutting people, but improving processes and investing in and capitalizing on technology. And financial discipline, a well-thought-out financial framework, is an essential underpinning to a durable story. GE designed its transformation plan sensibly, in our opinion. Now it's all about execution. All right, on to our third thing, keeping an eye on consumer malaise. Now, some 42 years ago, President Jimmy Carter addressed the nation in what would become known as the malaise speech. The country was enduring an energy crisis, worrisome levels of inflation, decelerating economic growth, and a persistently weak labor market. There was also a sense that Washington was out of touch with its citizens and unable to appreciate and fix problems. Hmm. Now, this is not to say 2021 is 1979. We are not lurching toward recession, and household net worth has spiked from the more affluent among us. The jobs market is much better, but there are similarities. We are staring down the barrel of what could be much higher energy prices that stand a good chance of becoming sticky at those higher levels. Inflation is very real at the moment and something that many Americans have not had to endure in any meaningful way. The COVID event has created disillusionment and dislocation among individuals. Skepticism in Washington's ability to solve problems is at an all-time high. And economic growth is decelerating rapidly, not because of a loss of competitiveness, which drove that effect in 1979, but because of fading benefits of stimulus and monetary accommodation. And while anyone would clearly prefer the latter over the former, the effect is the same. You won't feel as good about your lot in life tomorrow as you did yesterday. This is reflected in the consumer sentiment surveys, which really started to plummet back in the summer. 
Now, it's easy to dismiss. Much of that is a function of the emergence of the Delta variant, which is now fading. But it's more than that. The pandemic had a way of freezing life, which allowed many to take stock of their own lot in life. And many, we believe, did not particularly like what they saw. Increased vulnerability to disease, to climate change, to cyber threats, predatory media, a political system that seems incapable of solving problems, tribalism displacing unity, rising cost of living, runaway home affordability, malaise. This behavioral weight is real and is likely to get worse. Economically, we see it making the great deceleration soft landing, 6% GDP growth in 21 to 4% in 22 and 2% in 23, increasingly at risk. So there you have it. Three things in credit. Uncertainty reigns. The common thread running through our webinar this past week was one of uncertainty, something underweighted, we believe, in credit markets today. Two, General Electric is making progress in its restructuring and its commitment to deleveraging is sensible, but the environment is not making its transition an easy one. And three, malaise. It's a corrosive condition that is showing up more and more in the great deceleration. As always, thanks for joining us. Don't forget to check in on KBRA.com for our latest rating reports and research, and check out KBRA Altman for our data products and analytics. See you next week.